From the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California, this is Anchor LA. It's Monday, the 18th of September, 2017. 30 people were injured on Friday after a bomb wrapped in a plastic grocery bag concealed in a bucket exploded at 8.20 in the morning on Friday at the height of the morning rush at the Parsons Green Tube Station in London. Thankfully, no one was killed, but British government raised the terror level from severe to critical until two people were arrested in connection with the attack over the weekend and the level was dropped back down to severe. The Islamic State asserted responsibility for the bucket bomb hours later in a message on a news site that said a, quote, detachment of its followers had carried out the attack. This is the first attack in the tube station of London since 2005. More recent attacks in London have been carried out by Islamic State using vans and cars to run down people in public places. Instagram is taking a so-called middle-of-the-road approach when it comes to auto-playing videos with sound. Parent company Facebook recently turned on the feature by default to the dismay of many users who were startled to hear audio playing without asking for or even wanting to view a video as they browse within the app. Instagram, however, is making that choice up to the consumer every time they open the app. If you choose to listen to one video, all the rest of the videos you stumble upon in the app will auto-play with sound. However, if you then turn off sound, all future videos will be muted, and then so on. Once you exit the app, preferences are reset until the next time. This very well may be the preferred solution to the conundrum that many social media apps find themselves in, especially with inline ads and commercials getting more and more prevalent and social media sites succumbing more and more to the pressures from others to market their own videos, for a fee of course. In 1930, astronomer Clyde Tombaugh discovered the first object in the Kuiper Belt. Originally thought to be the ninth planet from the Sun, Lowell Observatory, which had the right to name the new object, received more than 1,000 suggestions for a new name from all over the world, ranging from names like Atlas to Zymol. The name Pluto, after the god of the underworld, was proposed by an 11-year-old schoolgirl in Oxford, England, who was interested in classical mythology. Like other Kuiper Belt objects, Pluto is primarily made of ice and rock and is relatively small, about one-sixth of the mass of the moon and only one-third its volume. Pluto has five known moons, Charon, Styx, Nix, Kerberos, and Hydra. On July 14, 2015, the New Horizons spacecraft became the first spacecraft to fly by Pluto. During its brief flyby, New Horizons made detailed measurements and observations of Pluto and its moons. From 1992 onward, many objects were discovered orbiting in the same volume as Pluto, showing that Pluto is part of a population of objects called the Kuiper Belt. This made its official status as a planet controversial, 
with many questioning whether Pluto should be considered together or separate from its surrounding population. Museum and planetarium directors occasionally created controversy by omitting Pluto from the planetary models of the solar system. The Hayden Planetarium reopened in February of 2000 after renovation with a model of only eight planets made headlines almost a year later. In 2005, Eris was discovered which was 27% larger than Pluto. This led the International Astronomical Union to formally define the term planet in 2016 which excluded Pluto and reclassified it as a dwarf planet. Even before the reclassification, Pluto has long been the source of fascination by students and scientists alike, possibly because of its great distance from Earth or possibly because of the shared name with Pluto the Pup created by Walt Disney. Whatever the reason, many found it hard to simply desert the planet, dwarf or not, and omit it from their long since memorized list of planets. But Pluto hasn't changed at all. Just tiny Earth's even tinier definition by even tinier scientists and their classification of it. In today's challenge, we're focusing on media. Not so much what's out there, there's a lot, but what is in our homes. As Christians, what is our intake level and what content? Some people may target followers of Christ who are opting not to watch certain shows or movies or listen to certain music on the grounds of openly godless themes or the advocating of immoral or irreverent behavior. Very often, the arguments against such Christians are founded on the question, why are you not watching this movie or show when you're okay with this? And then they go on to list another show, song, or movie with other questionable content. All the time with the assumption that these other popular entertainment titles are somehow the standard for biblical Christian morality. But they aren't the standard. As Ephesians 4 points out, Christ is the standard. And so, if indeed we are, the challenge is this. Why are we as Christians in taking any media with questionable content? Does this media truly have some sort of redeeming content with which we are encouraged spiritually? Does it contain some sort of edification with which we can draw closer to Christ? Or maybe, just maybe, much of the entertainment we choose not to call out or expunge from our homes also contains stumbling blocks glorification of sin or embraces of an anti-biblical sentiment, subtle corrosion to the Christian conscience? Why are we filling our minds with sensual music or sexual innuendos, graphic violence and mind-numbing hatred and ultimate glorification of all worldly pursuits? And again, why? Philippians 4 charges us, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, pure, lovely, Whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. We can't expect the world to act according to Christ's standard for the same reason we can't expect Hollywood to embrace the biblical Christian's worldview. So why do we fill our minds with the world's religion through their ultimate mediums, entertainment and media? Paul gives a standard for us to work towards in Romans 12. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, 
that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Don't be wooed by the world's call to indulge in what is simply unfit for Christian consumption. Take all my hunger for all that's forbidden Every desire and sin I keep hidden Search me and know me I want to bring to you A life that is holy and sanctified Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to certain topics we cover in the podcast. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app for Android and iPhone with input or suggestions for the show. We'd always love to hear from you until next time. From Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.